0: Welcome to the Mac World Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. I'm here with Mike Simon at the end of the table. Oh, Michael. Hello. Is, do you prefer Michael or Mike? Or does it matter? doesn't matter. does okay. it? What does your wife call you when she's angry?
1: Uh, <laughs> you know what? She probably calls me Mike, but she never gets angry
2: at me.
0: <laughs> Mike's usually on the East Coast, but we have yeah, a special. This is a lot earlier than I'm used to, people. <laughs> so, and sitting next to me is Life Johnson. Hey, hello, Life. The as I always call it, the most important man in the room, though, is our producer Dan Masuoka.
2: Hello, Dan. That's nonsense, Roman. You are the most important. You know, <laughs> oh, with, no. without the Filipino Wolverine, <laughs> you know who would save humanity? So it is nice to be able to see Dan because usually <laughs> I, I just have a camera locked on
1: you two. So,
0: so and as I always say, the reason why Dan is the most important man in the room is not only because. Without him, this show doesn't happen because he's our producer, but also because he (laughs) represents you, the viewer, the uh, audience on the internet. He's tracking our Twitter and our YouTube feeds for your comments and questions. Please let us know what you guys are thinking. Dan checks those and he lets us, and he voices your guy. He's your voice, essentially. He chimes in with your guys' comments and questions. Uh, And that's a valuable part of this show.
2: And a man of the people. He's the man Mm -hmm. of the
0: people. That's why he's the most important man in the room. So, today's topic we have one topic, and oddly enough, it's about Google. We're not going to talk about the round Apple Watch. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to talk about the round Apple Watch uh, or uh, Black Dot. Yeah,
3: so yeah. There's
0: there there's, it's been kind of a slow Apple news uh week. You can check our website for some of these things, but the big thing that happened was yesterday Google had its developers conference called Google I/O. And the reason we want to talk about Google I/O is because you know, it's a good idea to keep track of the competition. Mm-hmm. It also can maybe uh be somewhat of a preview of what Could happen on iOS and uh, and on the In Four or five years, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Google's doing things that are interesting, and we thought we could take maybe an Apple angle at it. So if anybody in our studio and in our anybody in our audience uh, has been following uh, the Google I/O developments and has any thoughts and ideas, let us know. Dan will. Keep an eye on those and let us know what you guys are thinking.
2: Yeah, and like you were also saying, that Google products and Google apps end up on the iPhone and iOS as well. So it's not like it's, it's a completely versus. It's like you get to enjoy some of these products. And I'm right. always
3: about that. I think Google's strength really is these kind of universal mm-hmm. services and stuff. And yeah. I've kind of rolled my eyes at their you know, attempt to like almost mimic Apple with you know the integration of hardware and software because I do believe those services are the
1: real strength.
0: Yeah. I mean, a great example is Google Maps. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't use Apple Maps. Right. I, I would almost say a majority
1: of... I would say more than half, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, iPhone it's, it's the default, so there's a there's a bunch of people who just open up whatever app is on their phone and use it. But yeah. if you visit the app store and you d- regularly download apps, you have Google maps on your phone and yeah. you use it regularly. Yeah. So I don't use Google maps only because I feel like I'm Stay supposed to be the immersed
0: because of my job. Yeah, I, go, my I go back and forth too, to, mention, yeah. you know, to see how
1: but, it's right. developing, how Apple maps yeah. is challenging Google, but it's not even close. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's just an example of how influential Google yeah. And its products and, and assistant
1: is on yeah. the phone. All that stuff, mm-hmm. like all of right. Google's stuff, isn't there's, there's very little that's exclusive to right. Pixel
3: or Android. No, it sometimes yeah. takes forever for it to come to mm-hmm. iOS. Which <laughs> sometimes, I, sometimes it comes it to, to iOS first. first. Remember G, Gboard, the
1: keyboard that was that's on true. iOS before Android. Oh, like, so, true. so sometimes they they develop for iOS. So they're they're they have two feet firmly in both platforms. Yes.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk about that today. That's going to be pretty much our because they announced a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot. And so uh, we're going to cover that in today's show. Uh, so comments and questions, please let us know what you guys are thinking. Uh, so Mike, hmm. so I'll toss it off to you because Mike, uh, people might know this already, that Mike kind of splits his time between Macworld and PC World. So he covers both Android and uh ios and as you know when he often tweets stuff he, in the comments he gets back it's p- clear that he doesn't have a bias because people take his bias towards both apparently. <laughs> whatever i write
1: about i have a bias for <laughs> so,
0: people hate him on both yeah, sides yeah, I get, I get which means equal he's hate. equal he, he which means he's doing a good job
2: yeah of, i can honestly
1: say that i like both pretty equally like yeah. i see the strengths of ios and
2: i see the strengths of, of android yeah so uh, no one's ever called you a Windows phone uh, never. shill. Uh, <laughs> never. happened. Although I, I do get a lot of comments about webOS, obviously. Enough. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. And just real quick, uh, Blue Gray and Coral are both Apple Maps people on okay. Twitter. Oh, really? And uh, Talman on YouTube is a Waze guy, like me. Yeah, I use Waze, Waze a lot yeah. as well.
1: That, that's also a Google thing. They're, um, they, they bought them yeah. a couple of years ago, and yeah. they're integrating some of that traffic stuff. But, so yeah, you're a Waze shill. Yeah, I, I use Waze a lot because they, you know, I don't know if I actually get to the place faster, but I'm always <laughs> moving. <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm right. of the mind that if I'm not stuck in traffic, I'm 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 doing all right.
3: Generally, when I use Apple Maps, it's when you know when I'm walking around streets here, and I you know have my AirPods on, and I just want to ask Siri, "How do I get to this?" And so I will actually use it for that. Um, I actually I did actually just for test when I moved here, used Apple Max to get. uh all the way here from Texas to San Francisco. There was only one really weird mess up that was around Bakersfield, California. But the fact that it got me here, okay, that's that's a sign of improvement.
1: <laughs> well, I was driving with a colleague the other night to my hotel in Mountain View. Uh-huh. And we wanted to go to or she wanted to take me to Clark's Burgers in Mountain View, which is a real famous yes. uh-huh. old school. Yes. So she said to Siri on her um, car play. Navigate to Clark's burgers. She didn't say where. Mm-hmm. No joke. They the directions were to Germany. Oh <laughs> Germany. Actually,
0: that happened to me. It happened to me yesterday.
1: We would have gotten there in like three days. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it happened to me yesterday. Uh I was in Golden Gate Park uh waiting for my kids to finish soccer practice. And I was driving around and I wanted to check out this particular spot in San Francisco. And I asked Siri to go there, and I said I can't remember the name of the spot now. It was something Park. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a little. It was a little park next to Golden Gate Park, mm-hmm. one of these neighborhood parks. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wanted to check it out. And I said, "Said the Siri, where is da 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 Park? I can't remember the name of it in San Francisco." And it gave me directions to a similar name park in Illinois. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that's where I mean, Apple Maps is just like way off so, the reservation.
0: I was kind of like, oh. Jesus. I mean, you know,
1: it's a map. It knows yeah. where I am. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at right. least, I should know what state right. I'm in.
0: Well, that was the thing. I was like, I said San Francisco, <laughs> right. but you took me. You're taking me to Illinois. Yeah. I don't get that. Was that so. on your
1: phone, or did it like? Does, do you remember? It was on my phone. Okay, yeah, I don't I know. Because I know like CarPlay is different than the phone is different yeah. than the Mac, yeah. mm-hmm. so.
2: And, and part of that is because Apple doesn't have all that information about search, right? right. So right, like. I mean, this is just like a little sidetrack. Could you ever imagine Apple creating a search engine?
3: I think it should stay out of that. It's way (laughs) behind in that regard. No, Uh, even even if
1: they did, Mm -hmm. like let's say they overnight was able to create a a search engine that that rivaled like DuckDuckGo or something, it would be, you know, locked down. Like they would, that that, like that's their thing, Mm -hmm. and that's what people. Some people say, a lot of people say that that's really what's holding them back when it comes to. AI and yeah. when it comes to development of these they don't things the because data. they don't have it, they use differential data, which is kind of like they they add noise to it, so they don't know where it's coming from, and they can't really break it apart like Google can, and we see the results. Right. Yeah. So, so
2: uh, that was just a little sidetrack. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a little sidetrack.
1: <laughs> but
0: the, so the one thing I want to ask Mike is if there was what was one thing at. We'll, so we'll start off with, there were a lot of things that Google announced, yeah. but what mm-hmm. was one thing that stood out that Apple should
1: take note of? I mean, the, the obvious one is Assistant, yeah. AI. Mm-hmm. I mean, they showed several things, but the, the most mind-blowing one was this thing they call they call Google Duplex, which isn't really mm-hmm. a product yet. It's more of just right. like a, a prototype and they're developing this. But So Assistant um, was told, like, I want to book a hair-cutting appointment for Wednesday, now, fr- with that information, a little bit, you know, just a normal bit of information, it called a salon, interacted with a customer service representative, a live customer service representative, negotiated schedules and times based on what was available and booked a haircut for 10 a.m. on Wednesday, then told the person who had initiated the response that mm-hmm. your haircut appointment is set for 10 a.m. This wasn't a chatbot. This was real voice Communicating with a real person, responding to real things, and then they did it with a restaurant where they called them. Um, they didn't say what restaurant it was. I'm assuming it was like a, like a Chinese food place mm-hmm. because the woman on the other end had a pretty heavily accented. Oh, really? Chinese voice. Oh, really?
2: No, nah, I think it was Chinese restaurant. And,
1: uh, <laughs> so, but but with that, you know, there was a little bit of broken English. There was a little bit of, of miscommunication, and it was able to right. kind of decipher all of that. And even understand that they weren't able to make reservations because they had a party of less than six. Right. So it took all that information and you know it added like ums and yes. likes and pauses and it sounded like a real person. And listen, scary. I'm not gonna let let's let, let's leave the, <laughs> the, the scariness aside for a second. And just like marvel at the fact that Google is like light years ahead of everybody when it comes to the, to to AI assistance and voices and all this stuff. It's just you know, like I said, taking a step back from humanity for a moment, right, it's just right. it's it's like wow,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like how like how far ahead are they from Apple? Six years ago, seven years ago, when Siri launched, we could say, "Do I need an umbrella today?" and we were blown away by that. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. Siri basically does the same thing, <laughs> and Google is able to you know interact with real people using their their AI uh, assistant language. It's just it's yeah. it's just mind blowing. Skynet. Yeah, I know. There's yeah. all of that. I'm with you. There's, there's a lot of implications here that are scary. But when you break it down to the people who could help, so all right, so we're just, you know, we're able bodied people. Yes, exactly. If you have problems speaking, mm-hmm. if you, I mean, there are people who have phobias of using the phone. There are people who like have problems talking, have problems understanding or hearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the implications for accessibility are just staggering. Definitely staggering. Okay. so
2: i have a question about that yes sir. Mm-hmm. how scripted do you think that conversation was that's a I good question
1: but the way uh, i mean if don't... it was that was pretty disingenuous by um sundar because he he said this is a real conversation that i'm playing you if it was you know someone programmed this and, and it wasn't a real yeah. person on the other end you know that that's that's like those little things you get on the bottom of the commercial that says, you know, uh, uh, do not attempt when you're, you know, driving around in circles on a, on a track or something. Like, I, it, he he presented it as a real conversation that took place between Google Assistant and a person without any cues. Beforehand of how the conversation would go. But My you, guess is the people
3: yeah. actually knew that the the call was coming, but it, the, we were hearing a real call. So this Maybe. way they didn't call some random place that didn't pick up number one, yeah. or you know you picked uh, up some guy that was really rude, didn't speak English or something. All kind of variables. I think the people on the other end probably knew the call was coming, but I, I think it was a real call. Possibly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. possible. But I don't. What I'm saying is I don't think that they were said, "All right, you say this, and then he'll say that." I don't mm-hmm. think that no. that well, happened. That's or, what I meant by real yeah. well.
2: Word. I guess. Yeah. The, blue gray ass was it live it wasn't live
1: and then the other question
2: is or at least it
1: wasn't live when they sh- played it
2: yeah do you think that they
1: practiced it possibly i i would say probably i mean i do i think they made two calls and then played them for us? no mm-hmm. they probably made thousands and took yeah. the two best ones mm-hmm. but the point is that they're this is a development they, you know they're, they're working on this technology and it's viable you know, this isn't just a, a, a concept prototype that we're never going to see because it's ridiculous. Like, it's actually working. I would say, you know,
3: S- Siri has a lot of things, you know, but, it's, you know, someone could say, you know, you wouldn't have the ohms and uh, you wouldn't have to be able to make the specific, you know, but there are certain cases where Siri looks really impressive yeah, if sure. you ask it the right Absolutely. questions and stuff. Absolutely.
1: So. And, you know, the the voice technology is there and the mm-hmm. understanding is there. And, you know, Apple isn't like you know, lost in this category, but they're not thinking in the same terms Mm than Google is.
3: I've brought this up before on previous podcasts, but when the, you know, you know, even if Apple doesn't get over the, the privacy and stuff, I would like, just like Siri to be able to understand me better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think that might have something to do with what Roman experienced and everything is because she has a, seems to have a problem with comprehension. Whereas, you know, I remember shortly before I moved here, I used the dictation and Google Docs on my PC for the first time. And, you mm-hmm. know, I was just kind of rolling my eyes. And it was amazing. Yeah, really it was good. like everything I was saying perfectly. Siri just can't do that. Right. And, you know, I think that's an important starting point. And I'm hoping we see something like that at WWDC that, you know, the recognition is really improved now, guys. Yep. So
1: And Google also shut off. I mean, it's 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 weird and silly, but um, they got John Legend mm-hmm. to... Right. Like, record a voice for um, Google Assistant. Like, Mm -hmm. you can have, whenever it launches, you can have John Legend be your (laughs) Google Assistant. But what they were able to do is, you know, so they asked him, he said a bunch of things, and they were kind of able to extrapolate the cadence and the inflection of his voice and apply it to everything else. And it's just like, man, Mm -hmm. like, Apple might be able to do this stuff, Mm -hmm. but we certainly haven't seen it.
2: So on YouTube, we have a few comments. Talman says, I truly am puzzled that Apple allows the world to see Siri continue to be Mm -hmm. dead last as an assistant. We totally agree. Doesn't Tim Cook have no shame? Uh, And Ashworth uh, responds, I gave it up as useless long ago. Yeah, me too. And Sean says, step it up, Apple. Yeah. The only
1: only time I ever really use Siri is when I'm writing an article and I need to. Like I never use Mm -hmm. it. But I use Google Assistant all the time and Alexa as well in in my home. Yeah, I
0: only use Siri in my car. And that's, you know, to, yeah, go, to, to yeah. go to a park in Illinois is basically <laughs> what I use. It. My
3: main use for it is when I go to sleep, I say, uh, hey, set me, you know, wait, wait me up at 630 and yeah. say wait me up at 10 o'clock. That's my main use of Siri. Yeah. Yeah. And it works good for that. <laughs>
0: um, there was an interesting tweet in response to, to this demonstration by uh, Benedict Evans, who's a, mm-hmm. an analyst. And his tweet basically said, "Any task that can be solved by getting a machine language power bot to talk to a human on the phone should probably be turned into a website." And probably was a decade ago. Why are you asking your phone to call a restaurant and not using OpenTable? All right, which I can I understand his point. It's like, <laughs> do you know? What I, do you understand? I, what I his, understand what he's his
1: point as well, but I mean, that's like missing the, the the trees for the forest. I mean, you know, we're talking about this is a very specific demonstration that they gave. Mm, I mean, right. if, if that's all it does, I agree with them, but if we're not right. talking about, it's going to be a restaurant caller. We're talking about, this is a personal assistant that can, again, if like we're able to make calls, there are a lot of people who can't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we can, Google can apply this technology to really help people do things that they can't normally do as easily as we can.
2: When do we get to start trying out this assistant? That's going to be. I mean, they didn't even say that. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing this was more of a, like a
1: technology demonstration. Yeah. It's, it's there, but I think we're talking about a couple of years, maybe more. Yeah. You know. And
2: everyone calls it the Turing test, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we'll dial. We'll dial Mike uh, and pretend it's a real person. See if it fills full I mean, no, we, I mean,
1: I've I've gotten robocalls. Mm-hmm where someone yeah. will be like, hi, this is blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, let me just fix my headset. And then there'll be like a pause and then a real person will kick on. So they, they do have- But that's you know, just a recording, that, like, You right? can't interact that's with a, it, yeah. but there there is, you know, they they do use those computerized voices and they sound real and they fool me all the frigging yeah. time.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, so. yeah. The, I, one of the things that's kind of an issue with Apple is that they don't do, they rarely do- technology previews of what they're working on yes this is true every i mean
1: certainly not years in advance
0: right they, they rarely say this is what we're working on back in the, in, in the right. farm and then they show someone demonstrating something they never do that everything's under wraps it's because yeah. it's always been apple's way and it and, kind of so for all we know there's a version of siri in cupertino perfect. that's perfect that's perfect yeah, yeah. and it's actually like a, an android robot walking around the spaceship campus we, we also <laughs> <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? we also tend to give apple uh, the benefit of the doubt a little bit too much right yes, so <laughs> because but, there's always something in some lab that you know they just haven't shown us yet right and i don't know how true that is
0: and right and then on the other hand it could be that they're so far behind yes because but we just don't know i mean
1: isn't homepod a perfect example of, of how they don't think out you know mm-hmm. i mean we're talking right. homepod is a three-year-old device at best right mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. That that's and that's yeah. So HomePod is an example of well, sure. We don't see the previews that you know other tech companies do, but if it was that good, they would have already Absolutely. executed. It. Absolutely, it would have already be on a, on a product like HomePod. Mm-hmm. And, so. and
1: it's also it's a it's a it's a kind of a an indication of Apple's very limited thinking. Like we sell yeah. hardware, mm-hmm. we sell nice hardware. We sell valuable hardware. Submission statement. All of the things that kind of, you know, add value to that, Mm -hmm. it's it's not necessarily a priority. Could you
2: imagine them ever giving it up and just trying to go with, you know, partnering with, you know, Amazon or something?
1: No, no, I they never. Are. They 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 like their end to end control, mm-hmm. you know, for better or worse.
3: And when they have the right technology, it's an amazing it's, yeah, thing. Yeah, sure, uh, I mean it's absolutely amazing. But the problem is they're falling so behind because I think you know in execution and hardware and stuff, Apple products are amazing. But it's things like this, so it's the that's Siri. why they sell
1: fifty million of them in a quarter. Exactly, and know, people want them.
3: When we say stuff like this, and you know, those of you saying that Siri is useless and stuff, I'm sure you agree. It's not like you know Apple sucks. It's like you know you're. So close. Yeah. You got all that money. You got all those resources. I mean, blow the every all these other people away.
1: I mean, I, I, it's almost like we need to have a uh, like a dip in heart and iPhone sales for them to really ramp this stuff up. Like if they if they dropped by twenty percent right. next quarter. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Apple sold more iPhones since we started this podcast, and Google has sold Pixels in its entire lifespan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just not it's not something that they need to focus on. Whereas Google, mm-hmm. if they lose that. Edge when it comes to this stuff, Mm -hmm. that's where the money comes from,
0: right? The the business model is an important distinction. You know, Google makes its money from data collecting. Apple makes its money from
1: selling devices and you know data collection and ads. Ads more so than you know. Like Google is not actively selling our data. Let's make that distinction. They're not taking what right. right. It's the basis of their products that they, they use. Everyone's data to make their ads and their products. Uh, right, it's more Facebook targeted. that's selling your data. We <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> right. got that mixed up. So, <laughs> I,
2: I, I, so I have a couple of questions. Yeah, uh, yeah. First, like I have Google Assistant and uh, Alexa on devices at home, but yep. I never installed them to my phone. How about like how's the experience on the phone for you guys? Uh, as well, I'm I'm
1: on an Android phone. It's the best yeah it's, on better, an iPhone than, it's better than a google home i i'll admit that i've used it a couple of times on the iphone and the problem is it doesn't integrate with the back end of the phone like it does on an android phone
2: mm-hmm. so you can't have it like if it pulls up maps if you say give, give me directions somewhere will it open up google maps I, on my phone it did and
1: i don't know if you don't have it installed mm-hmm. will it go to apple maps probably mm. But it's it's just it's it's a lot harder for it to work with your phone for like on an Android phone you can set defaults for all these things and on a, on an iPhone you know it, it uses Mail Safari Maps are uh, the are the default apps so and Apple very limited with what it gives uh, third party apps access to mm-hmm. so it's different but as far as like asking questions and things like that like that like that stuff works great and smart home control and things like that.
2: All right. And because we have a few comments on Twitter about ha- w- imagining HomePod with Google Assistant, mm. I mean, if they make mm. Google Assistant for iOS, do you think that they would ever make a go- like allow Google Assistant on HomePod? Never, no, never. Yeah,
1: absolutely so. never. It's just not going to happen. That's that's the di- that's the distinction. Apple is all Apple. Google is – we don't care who, what we work with. We just want people to use our products. But it's on iOS, so it's not like they're preventing Well,
3: The thing is with the
1: HomePod in
3: particular, I think – and I think it would be really smart for them. I think we will eventually see integration with uh, Spotify. I don't
1: even know about that, man. I'm not so sure. I think it would be the smart thing to do. Not at the level
3: of – Apple but Disney. you'll never see Siri, my point. I mean, you'll, it's just, never, you'll, you'll never see you'll Google, never see
1: Google No, never Google Assistant. But I don't even know how integrated we're going to get with Spotify. Yeah. Like, will you be able to say play uh, so-and-so song without saying play so-and-so song on Spotify?
3: There has to be, you know, with yeah. a very useless home app, you know, a way to, like, set it to the default or something. Because I, I really believe that, you know, that's... They really need to open that up to you know, yeah. look, because it's a wonderful speaker. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I was really surprised it, it by that. Good. But uh, as far as uh, you know, useful. Oh, okay, give you an idea. I was going to take the HomePod to my roommate. You know, for like a day just to let him try because he's a Big Apple fan too, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I kept thinking, well, one of us, you know, he has to have an Apple Music subscription. He, he doesn't have that. And there were all these buts, buts, buts. Mm-hmm. And I eventually said, nah, I'll just leave it on my desk. <laughs> so that gives you an idea. It's too frustrating, yeah. even for a person who's an Apple fan. I know he doesn't have Apple Music, but he has, he has a Mac, iMac. He has a MacBook Pro. He has AirPods. Yeah, I mean, it gives you an idea. So just this one thing. It and, does
1: one thing really well. Yes. And that's it. And so, uh, the other thing, another thing Google showed off yesterday was... Um, uh, like like speakers with screens in them, uh-huh. like like the Amazon um, uh, Echo Show, whatever the Echo right. show. It's the show. Yeah, so it had the, so and they're tailoring Google Assistant now to retrieve things like recipes and movies and and videos from YouTube and things like this. I mean Apple is no like not like that's not even uh there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even like they're in, they're behind. They're they are they are behind they are have not haven't even started that race yet.
2: Right. Yeah. As
1: far as like, like like a visual Siri, there's nothing mm-hmm. except for the, the the readout you get of the um what what it's saying on the yeah. phone. That's it.
2: Yeah. And we have a comment on Twitter uh or question uh whose auto component is superior and that's kind of related to Siri in in some way. Um they were very close as far as understanding goes. I mean
1: Google still has the lead there with the assistant, but Google just um, kind of recrafted its interface at um, I.O. That wasn't really part of the keynote because it's a small component. But, yeah. And they also are now going to uh, have just apps that you can download on the Play Store and install them. Mm-hmm. And that is a big difference between uh, Apple. You have to kind of wait for a developer to work with Apple and then, and then it just pops up. Now a uh, developer is going to be able to, to make third-party apps for Android Auto, that you can just download and install and pop up right on your screen. So in that instance, plus it works on the phone. You don't need a a, a head unit or a navigational, whatever it's called. The um, the uh, you know you you don't need mm-hmm. something built into your mm-hmm. dashboard. Mm-hmm. You right. can just bring your phone, and if the phone kind of changes to an Android auto interface, so it's not as busy. You can do directions. You can do music. You can do messages. You can do things like that. You can you can summon assistant all that stuff without having a fancy new um, car uh, navigation screen. So. Android Auto, I think, is superior in that regard.
2: Yeah, I only have experience with CarPlay, uh, and compared to what Toyota has as their, well, as that's, their system. Well, that's for sure. Uh, man.
1: <laughs> They're both better than any car, the uh, one that I've used. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um, But Google introduced more stuff, and life. you've paid attention to mm-hmm. the keynote I yesterday. Paid attention to. So. I even wrote an article. <laughs> Was there something that you noticed of note that Google showed off that
3: you think Apple should? Be, pay okay. Attention to. So yesterday, I went to the dark side for a bit, and I wrote an article for <laughs> PC World. <laughs> it's not that dark, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, um, but it was you know things that we we're looking forward to from Google Lens. And okay, so here's the thing: Apple had a you know a pretty substantial lead in AR, just like Siri with voice control. They're the, they they kind of made the idea cool, and uh, you know there was Hololens and stuff like that. But Apple started getting people excited about using it on their phones and stuff. So what we saw for yesterday, okay, so. Google has. Excuse me. Apple has given you know developers with with ARKit something nice to work with and everything. And there's some amazing stuff you can do with it. But the problem is, it seems to really be leaving it in the developers' hands to do something with it. You're not seeing currently much integration with uh ar in the phone itself from apple's own products That's and I, I, exactly Dude. and you know you've seen these apps where it shows how accurate apple's ar kit is with like measuring tapes right. and that it shows it specifically but there's nothing that you can actually do with apple stuff itself google yesterday showed us you know okay so when you open up google maps it has ar interaction you look around on your phone and uh, so here's you know Like I'm looking out here on 2nd Street. And it will like, whoa, there's LinkedIn. There's, you know, there's uh, the American Grilled Cheese Sandwich Shop. And uh, it would show you that riff of views and everything while you're looking through your phone. And the really thing that it was saying... You know, sometimes when you open Google Maps or even Apple Maps, you're looking down and you can't figure out which direction you're facing. Looking through the camera will actually, literally, show you the outline of the streets and stuff. So there's no no question. This is a real integration of AR into your phone. I'm always saying that AR will be tremendously useful for your phone. The way I always said it in the podcast is like, you know, you need to figure out where the you know to put your oil in your car or something like that. And here you have an overlay of your uh, underside of your car, and it shows you it points these things out. Google is actually actively doing this. It is showing you that this is possible with its own software and hardware. Through, uh, but it's not. I was going to say through the Pixel phone, but the amazing thing is, is they said that this is going to be integrated with a lot of other phones that can handle
1: it, including that one.
3: Exactly. You don't have Samsung. I mean, Samsung and Huawei, because I believe they already have that kind of AI stuff. uh, built in but so many other phones LG. well in maps
1: it'll be available on in maps uh you're talking about the camera so yeah, there's, talk, there's two different things
3: this is what i, I get, get yeah. is that so it's not even just the pixel phone yeah. even though they're android phones you know there has often been you know kind of like a little wall there but it's even going to be able to i mean so you know this big integration with this—that's—that's that's what I'm most Im- impressed by. Yesterday, is that Google really showed us what it could do with AR? Apple has been talking a big game um, about it, so I'm hoping you know WWDC is just you know a little over uh, under a month away, so I'm hoping that they really show us that you know you can really do some amazing AR stuff through your phone, like we haven't been able to see before, and. I think that's what I'm – it just blew me away. Like, okay, the other thing, and Mike here actually had a chance to try it out. You, you look at a scan text of uh, – I mean, excuse me, you look like a, at a printed book or something like that. You can actually, with your fingers, select the text as you're looking at it. Yeah, that's so
1: the, the, he, what he's talking about is called Google Lens, and this was this was um, premiered last year, last right. year's show. So, And at the time, it was built into photos, which was weird. Mm-hmm. So you had to snap a photo of something. Go into the photos app, pull it up, click on the lens button, and then it would, it would give you some information about it. If it was a flower, it would tell you what it was. If it was a building, it would try to get some information. Um, so now it's live. It's built into the camera. Mm-hmm. And you can click on Google Lens within your camera and point it at, I don't know, say like a shirt. Mm-hmm. Say like a shirt I'm wearing. And it'll analyze the shirt and bring up a bunch of different results of not just that shirt, but shirts that kind of look like it. So maybe it would give us uh, something with Snoopy on it or something with a with the, with the cartoon character. And, you know. And links where you can buy it. Links, links where you can buy it, of course. Um, it did, it was like, as, as, as Leif was saying, with text. It was it, So it took a picture of a, of a page of a book. And the guy was able to just like straight up copy the text from the picture and drop it into a document. I mean, that is as a writer, that's like whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so helpful. Um, it showed things like you pointed at a movie poster and it'll bring up a video of the band, uh, uh, the band, a, a trailer from the movie or a concert photo, and it'll 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 bring up a video. Like it's it's these are problems that we never really noticed that we had, and Google is solving them before they become you know issues. It's it's really I, this is what Apple AR. used to do.
3: This is what I mean. It's, it's really it, thinking about AR and how, about how to, you know, actively use it as opposed to games or something like right. that. Right.
1: Practical yes. practical uses for augmented reality, which, you know, we've seen in bits and pieces over the years. Like, you know, there was apps that you can scan around and see buildings and things. But this, for one, it worked really well. But for two, it's it's taking it from a broad spectrum and applying it to a very to very individual cases. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's, it's really cool to be able to look at a, a screen and to put stuff on the wall or, or to open an IKEA app and see what furniture looks like in your house. That's, that's neat. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that you can use on a regular basis without opening an app, without, without even really realizing that you're using AR. Mm-hmm. And it's what, you know, it, it can bring it, bring it to the masses mm-hmm. without having to go and download an app and know what you're doing and even know that it exists. So, yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah, because yeah, does Apple? I mean,
0: it's funny when Tim Cook talks about the future of iOS. The, the you know his main talking point is often constantly, AR. constantly, it's constantly. Yeah, AR.
1: He, he's always talking about
0: AR, but never no one ever points out that the AR execution's always in a third party.
1: Always, which, yeah. You know, well, I mean, I think that he believes what it can do, and I think I'm sure he was watching Aquino yesterday right. saying, "Damn, like we like what do we should be doing." Right, mm-hmm.
0: so. You know, may, may, and maybe they like like as I kind of said before, maybe they are doing it, yeah, and yeah. we just don't know yet because that's the way Apple works. And maybe at WWDC mm-hmm. we'll see something this June, or maybe not. So you know, because <laughs> like again, this is Apple's mo they don't they don't do technology previews. You know, the one thing that's a little discouraging is that Apple has. It has been unofficially said – or there were leaks that Apple's approach to WWDC this year is going to be more of maintenance and upkeep and less about major new features, Mm -hmm. which probably might shift because of recent uh, developments by competitors. Mm -hmm. So they might have to figure out something to – to pull out for their dog and pony show. You know? I mean, I
1: don't think they're going to have a two-hour keynote that doesn't. No, that doesn't have show some, anything. Some excitement, right. some, You know, we, so, we we've heard rumors before that Apple shows are going to be boring, and they turned out to be nothing. Right. You know, to be like you know big releases, good, so yeah. I, mean, I it could just be that they're keeping things quiet. So, for um, all the
3: leaks, there are some stuff that do manage to stay really quiet. Yeah, so yeah. yeah.
1: When when Apple wants to keep something secret, they do. Yes. You know, when they really care about not like yeah um i think about the apple watch mm-hmm. we didn't know anything about that before that landed. we didn't see the design we didn't right. see an IOR, uh, a leak of the os we didn't know what features we knew we would do fitness stuff and but we hadn't you know apple really locked that thing down so well, the nice thing about the apple watch too is i think nobody was really expecting it
3: and you know when you people look for leaks and well, we knew it was and, coming
1: we just didn't know what right it was going to be yeah. like people knew at or around the late 2015, they were mm-hmm. going to release something. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it was coming necessarily at the iPhone event, mm-hmm. but but um, there were a lot of a lot of speculation that um, it was coming in early 2016, late 2015. Mm-hmm. But we had you know we didn't know with the shape, we didn't know, any. we didn't know the crown. Like mm-hmm. we didn't. There was a lot of things about it that we just didn't know. So I would not be surprised if Apple you know brings out some really cool stuff at yeah. WWDC. I just don't know if it's going to be at the level of what we saw yesterday. Right. And it's easier to keep software quiet than hardware. It is. It yes. is. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well, we, we didn't know. I mean, Google does that all the time. They don't, we don't know anything about yeah. mm-hmm. what they're releasing. Uh,
0: before we move on, and I brought up WWDC for a reason, and that was because it was our poll question. The poll question asked, uh, what new improvements, new or improved iOS features do you want to see besides Siri?
3: Because we know, we, we said that. We knew we right. were going to say At that. At WWDC.
0: <laughs> yeah, because when we asked a question, one of the answers was originally Siri. And then we we're like, but that's what everyone's going mm-hmm. to answer. So that's why we added the besides Siri. Uh, so the results were 51% of people who voted is over 900 votes. Uh, 51% wanted to see improvements in Apple Maps. Hmm. 24% with AR which probably could tie into Apple maps, mm-hmm. uh, 15% uh, was, uh, wanted to see features on, uh, combating phone addiction, which that's funny. So these answers were sort of tied to Google's announcements of people didn't, yeah. anna- didn't re- uh, notice that. So Google announced some features that were supposedly would help fight f- phone addiction or at, at least get people using their phones less, so to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, and then 10% said Apple News because Google announced some new Google News features. So, But most people want to see improvements to Apple Maps, which isn't surprising, which mm-hmm. probably I should have said, we should have said in the poll, besides Siri and Apple Maps. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, some interesting comments. Uh, a lot of people said, despite what we said in the question besides Siri, uh, some uh Twitter followers like Shark the Tank and a couple others were saying that, you know, AI and Siri should be the priority yeah, over I, I, everything. That yes.
1: goes without that.
0: Yeah. Saying, so, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that kind of goes without saying. Uh, a few people wanted to see improvements to Apple Music and the yeah. Apple Music app.
1: Sure. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I'm down with that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a free.
0: Yeah. Mally, Mally, Mally Error on Twitter said that they'd like. He, he would like to see the music app redesigned because it's now just a mistake.
1: It isn't. It isn't so good. Yeah, it, isn't <laughs> yeah, it so is good.
0: kind of a cluttered mess. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because we always complain that iTunes is a mess because it's just trying to do too many things. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that Apple Music
3: is sort of... Too simple.
1: It's 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 like... Simply complex, right? Right, exactly. Like they tried to build a simple music app, and it's just like, where is things? Like, where are things? Like, right. like, like searching my library versus mm-hmm. something. like they didn't think of a practical way. or how are people going to actually use this app to get right new music or it's the, old
0: music? It's the thing of like people. It's the the common thing in software where the people who design and write the software are in their own little universe, and they. You know, they maybe they use the app differently maybe, than someone yeah. who than regular people, or you know, someone who's versed in UI or something like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean,
1: it's it's not a make or break thing, but um, right. it could definitely use some refinement. Right. I just can't.
3: I'm just always amazed that you know these are the developers and stuff. They're real people too. Yeah, yeah. They have to use this stuff and everything. So it's uh, maybe they don't use the competition enough. Yeah. It's uh, you know, and then it's not now when I say don't use the competition and stuff. It's like let's see what we can steal. It's like uh, wow, our version is a lot more complex on this i mean when i use apple maps i can't believe it's so hard to like find the album you know because i'm listening to something i really want it's like whoa let me find m- more by this artist yeah, yeah. and it's you kind of have to do all this kind of backward stuff to get to it it's kind of annoying so.
0: uh on twitter br toss said that iMessages is in the cloud <laughs> which is yeah, you, you go, know man. one of those things that we <laughs> always joke
3: about and people are still reporting that so. you see uh, iMessages out of order after yeah. all this time so
0: uh yeah, so, so some interesting results with the poll results on on that. So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens in WWDC. WWDC is the first week of June this yeah. year. Yeah, June fourth so, uh, to the eighth. Yeah, what, June fourth oh, to the eighth. Okay. So the keynote uh, for people is June fourth. So that's that's what people will want to pay attention to. Yeah. So
2: we'll see what happens in June. Yeah, well, a light child uh, is asking if there will be a new iPad. Any new iPads?
1: Yeah. Uh maybe. I mean it, what say, the the maybe. pro. Yeah. I mean th- th- there won't be an update to the obviously the 9.7 inch one that just came out but yeah we could get new uh New Pros with Face ID cameras and blah, 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 blah. As right. I said
3: in my review, the new 9.7-inch is pretty impressive device. Yeah. I kind of considered a replacement for my Pro. So they're really going to have to yeah. make the Pro more interesting. So I think we might see a refresh on that. That's maybe more than a refresh. So, yeah.
2: Do you think they're going to update any information about the Mac Pro? No, no, not a uh, yeah. whisper. No, no, I don't they
1: already They yeah. already squashed that hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a month ago when they said it's not coming out until next year. Yeah, yeah.
0: TechCrunch did a report. So I don't yeah. think they'll, they they, they might, probably may, won't address it. So as far as the iPad goes, they'll probably demonstrate some new features that the iPad Pro can use. And then they'll show some new hardware, some Maybe. new iPad Pros. So <laughs> they can kind of tie that together. <laughs> so that's interesting. That was like a, a, a
1: rumor, uh, Mark Gurman. Of uh, business and stuff. Boom, burn, I, always burn, get that, I always get that wrong. Sorry, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he said that a lot of those, the iPad-specific um, Pro features yeah. are going to be pushed till, I, till next year. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, who knows? But he's usually pretty plugged in. So. so,
0: yeah. So, but back to Google, Google's developer conference. So, Mike, was there another thing that you saw t- that Apple should take note of?
1: Yeah, I mean, so, uh, uh, Android. I mean, it sounds ridiculous because yeah. this is an argument that we're going to have until the end of time or the end of both <laughs> of these operating systems. But uh, Google is doing some, you know, real important things with Android P that Apple isn't. And maybe that changes with iOS 12, but as it stands right now, um, we don't have the iOS 12 beta. So we just, we're just going off what Google's doing for, for its next version. And the big thing they announced was this thing called um, digital well-being. Is that right? That's right. Digital, digital, yeah, yeah. and it's a, it's like a, it's not a feature. It's not an app. It's a, like, like just like a, um, an, an initiative we'll call it. Is that the addiction? Relationship? Yeah. yeah. So what they want to do is kind of get us to use our phones less. And this is a thing that Apple should be paying pretty close attention to because they were called out, um, was about six months ago mm-hmm. by a, by a, a bunch of, you know, pretty big time investors that said, Hey, you're not doing enough to keep our kids regulated on their phones what they're doing how long they're doing it and that's true there's not really any controls there's restrictions in safari and things but there's not a like like a like a um an app or a setting that you can say okay i'm gonna shut the phone down in an hour or you can't use it from 8 p.m to uh, 6 a.m when you're sleeping things like that apple just doesn't doesn't have that google did they had this thing called family link where you can actually control your kid's phone from your own phone and you can set restrictions, you can shut it down. It's, you know, you can uh, regulate what apps then what, what videos they watch and things like this. Now this, this is built into Android and it's not just for kids, it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. So Google is saying, I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable. They're saying, all right, here's all this cool stuff we're doing, but we don't want you to use it as much as you'd like to. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's commendable Mm -hmm. and it's a bold, it's a bold move. And um, they're definitely leading the industry because there's nothing that Apple is doing about it. There's, you know, So Google has there's something called the Android Dashboard, which was going to show in, in 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 horrific detail right. <laughs> how much you're using, what apps you're using the most, how many notifications it got, how much time you spent using your screen when it was on, things like that. And then they're going to implement little tools. You can set limits for yourself on the apps where it'll give you notifications. Are oh, you been using Twitter for a half hour? You might want to shut it off. They're going to let you dim the screen, the black and white at night, so you're not as you know stimulated by it. So it's just things like this that they're doing to kind of show you that you know these things are wonderful in our lives, but they're also detrimental to your real world experience, to the time you spend with your families and your friends, and just to your health. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting less sleep, all things like th- things like that.
2: I can understand like the parental controls, um, but I wonder how like how much people will actually self-regulate with it with these yeah you know it's like i set my alarm clock but i hit snooze a few times so obviously the system doesn't really work <laughs> i mean it's
1: true but it's also like quitting smoking mm-hmm.
2: you know it takes some willpower it also takes some pressure
1: from your friend fam- family and friends mm-hmm. so maybe if that's there my wife will say hey I'm turning on your app limit for Twitter because I don't I'm sick of you looking at it at the dinner table, you know, like, like, you know, it's a, it's, it's not, it's not just a, a personal decision. It's, it's Mm -hmm. taking into um, your, your entire life. And, you know, someone might not want to quit smoking, but their wife or their kids might want them to, and maybe they'll just look at it a little bit differently. And it's just, you know, it's just Google putting, yeah, sure. Is everyone going to do it? No, Mm -hmm. but it's Google
2: giving us the tools Mm
1: And and the and the understanding that you know smartphones aren't something that we need to be using twenty hours a day.
2: So so you made the the analogy with smoking. Um, what's the equivalent of the patch? <laughs>
3: well, I was going to say you know along the line, it's it's in my case, it's losing weight, and there are all kind of apps. I have I have my Apple Watch track my calories and all this stuff and stuff like that. But ultimately, uh, you know it comes out of awareness that I should be doing this. And so, you know, I, I have to do this and, you know, realizing that uh, looking at my phone, isn't so good to me. Well, it kind of is because it's my job. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, um, but you know, a lot of that, you have to have willpower and stuff to start from that. Yeah, so push. I think it's defer for, you know, having the tools for people who want to do that type of self improvement, you know, already there is, is a good thing. So,
0: so Dan, sort of a, a, a somewhat cynical way to look at it. It's, is that, uh, as Mike said, they're giving us the tools to use, but at the very least, in a cynical way, it's good marketing. Do you know what I mean? Google Google can always say, we're giving you the tools to control yourself. And Apple can't say that.
2: Yeah, it's like how gambling websites and and like advertisements <laughs> always say, "Oh, and if you have a gambling addiction, here's the number."
1: Right, yeah, that's right. no, true. And cigarettes put on their on their packs <laughs> that it's right.
2: that it's you know the, the it's not by
1: choice, but th- right. No, I, I was just going to say that like they're regular. They don't exactly. want to Google is saying, you know, Google is getting ahead of all that because yes. they either they see it coming down the pike, or they're just saying, you know, listen, we're gonna we we care about our you know they, they're not necessarily going to lose any sales mm-hmm. by implementing right. a switch in android that that lets you use your phone less apple, right. apple might
3: yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs>
0: right was exactly thinking that's that. the thing yeah there is no it's there's no risk in this very little yeah. so yeah there's no risk so but there's all because somebody will always say i'm going to pick this over that because this lets me do that mm-hmm. it's not you know yeah 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 that's a good point yeah so like i said it's good marketing yeah so at the very least, and, and, and I think it's kind of a cynical
3: way to look at it. Here, a little bit, yeah. But, <laughs> but and it's like Mike said, you know, they they getting ahead of that, and so it's especially good marketing, as you put it, because you're you know before somebody tries to do like a regulation or something, they're showing that they're doing it themselves, what's more people should do. And uh, you know when there's there's a stated problem and stuff, but uh, but I, I like that it goes beyond just a scary picture or a warning or something like that. They these are actual tools that really affect. Your experience mm-hmm. as opposed to we got to do this here's a, here's a yes you can
2: barely see kind of thing so uh, i like that i mean that's this also sounds like a very easy thing that apple absolutely it is so. oh yeah
1: yeah it's been 11 years though and they haven't done it right. there's not even like there's literally no parental parental controls on on ios my, my son uses the ipad I've tried to get him to use an Android phone. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. he, he likes yeah. his iPad, but Good I can't, thing. like, I have to set, he. well, I've taught him to do it, but now, so he, when he starts playing, he says, Alexa, set a timer for 30 minutes. <laughs> and it, when that thing goes off, he knows to shut the iPad down. Yeah. He, he could do that on, on, with Siri as well. Yeah. But there's no way for me to, if I'm not monitoring him, I can't shut down that iPad. He, uh, I have to trust him or grab it from him. So Dude, you don't
2: know fine. if in the middle of the night he's sneaking down there, <laughs> grabbing the, you know, and then putting it back. Considering he doesn't get out of the bed to get uh, to, to to get
1: water, I don't think he's doing that.
3: <laughs> Do you think that's related to Apple's uh, emphasis on privacy that they consider no. even that? You I don't know, think, no.
1: I think that we give, we use that as a crutch uh-huh. way too often to say that Apple's not doing this because of privacy. That because that's that's on your. Fu- I mean, say that's 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 private. That's I mean, on, I know you for your kids,
3: but you know you're technically making a device remotely shut down. That's stop it. Okay. No, no way. I think they're just not.
1: It's just not saying it's as a terms. priority. Yeah. By yes. they, oh, wait, they will. iOS 12. I absolutely will have that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know, it's it's because they were they were publicly censured. Mm-hmm. Well, not no. publicly censured, bec- and now they have no choice from the yeah. scary investors. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's that's uh, they're what nine fifty mm-hmm. now, not nine hundred fifty billion. They're this close to a trillion dollar market cap. So those investors yeah. matter, Leif. Oh, I, I didn't say. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really mean that sarcastically. I didn't. Yes. <laughs> so.
0: Well, Life, is, was there another thing at that, that Google introduced that you thought Apple should take note of?
3: This? I mean, you know, as far as features, but, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things we could talk about. But I would say that Google, you know, Apple has always been proud of its kind of like startup uh, type of organization and stuff like this. But, you know, the fact that all this stuff seems to be so integrated so beautifully at Google, I, you know, it, it makes me wonder if there's... If it, you know, well, if, you,
1: if you get the right phone,
3: right? Well, yeah, it, it, but well, going along the same way because you, Apple, it's all built in one thing. Yep. So even that should, I should actually be having a superior experience mm-hmm. for that, that for that fact. And I, I just, you know. Everything seems to work so beautifully in that Google thing, whereas, you know, we're so used to the iOS, like this something works, you know, Siri works great for HomePod, but it doesn't, I mean, excuse me, for iPhone, but it doesn't work so great for HomePod and stuff like that. Where That doesn't seem to be as much of a problem with Google. It's a freaking operating system that goes around multiple phones. shouldn't be a problem with a company that, you know, makes its own devices and everything is meant to be integrated and stuff. And, you know, what I was seeing yesterday made me think that, you know, maybe there needs to be a, a shift in the you know the organization, and I've said this on the podcast before, but you know, I think the big strength of Steve Jobs as jerk that he was was that he was the guy that was bold enough to say this is stupid. Yes. A normal a person isn't going to be using like this. This is yeah. you're making this over complicated. It's not useful enough. And yes, he was a jerk about it, but he would tell people, and it would get done. And I think. You know, the great genius of Steve is he had a uh, really good idea of how people use stuff in the real world. And I'd like to see more of that from Apple itself. And, you know, because at Google, as we've already said in this podcast, has, you know, with its AR, with Google Lens, with everything else, they're getting really good ideas of how people actually use the products in the real world. And they're implementing their own devices. Apple is commendable because it's giving with AR kit and stuff, you know ways for developers to do this with their third-party devices but you know in order for the iPhone and Mac and everything continue being truly like magical devices they need to start incorporating this stuff into their own work and I hope I'm really hoping we see something like that at WWDC
1: and one thing that google took from apple although they said they were working on it before the iphone launched which Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is um the fact that they had to point that out yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it it was very subtle but they said we've been working on this for over a year (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right but um so the android has a new gesture based Mm -hmm. navigation system that has very similar to um what's the phone iphone 10 Mm -hmm. so um you know you swipe up now and you know it's a horizontal screen instead of the vertical one and you don't the, the home button is um you know you you you, sure. uh, you you can you can use gestures on the on the home button rather than just being a simple button so you know these companies steal borrow mm-hmm. copy liberally from each other and um i think we will see a lot of what we saw yesterday in iOS 12 and iOS 13 but what it seems to me is google has a has a lead mm-hmm. in very important areas right now that apple I don't see them catching up for, mm-hmm. uh, really, until Google decides that we're done. right? And on the other hand, I, I mean, Google's never going to catch up to Apple's heart. Never. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Pixel phone is fine. It's not an iPhone. Right. The Google Home Max is fine. It's not HomePod. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's never going to happen. I, I saw yesterday um, this this Android TV um uh, it's, it's, it's made by JBL. It's, um, it's, it's, it's called a link bar mm-hmm. and it has Google assistant built in. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool way to kind of integrate all that stuff into a speaker. It's not an Apple product. Like it, it, there's yeah. different, th- th- there's different leads that they have in things and different priorities. Right. And I just don't know if Apple, if their focus is capable of, you know, really saying, okay, the hardware we're going to, we're, we're going to, you know, slowly iterate a little bit. We'll, we'll, but the iPhone 10 we're going to keep for two to three years mm-hmm. while we work on AI, AR, you know, all that other stuff. Right, right. I just think that they care too much about a hardware and B profit mm-hmm. to yes. really spend the energy, the research, and the time that it needs to, you know, really kind of um, not not necessarily take the lead, mm-hmm. but to become a major player in that conversation. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I mean, it kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about earlier—that they're, you know, based on their business models, one being, you know, kind of the data side, and one being hardware side. That there really isn't the financial incentive yeah. to to be that much of a leader in either side, you know, to to take on the other side, right?
1: And we, I mean, it's it's a perfect example of that as HomePod. Mm-hmm. Apple tried to say, okay, we're going to combine this with this—a mm-hmm. a, a high-priced high profitable piece of hardware mm-hmm. with this software integration that you can get for twenty five dollars and from Amazon into what? Mm-hmm. Into a product that no one's buying because it's too expensive and doesn't do enough. Right.
2: Yeah. That's the problem mm-hmm.
1: that I see.
3: And yeah, and you still have the features that they said were going to come with it out.
1: I, I mean I, yeah it's not even there yet. Because no. it's because it's not it's not a priority, like if, all right, so let's say HomePod gets multi-room audio tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is it going to sell any more? No. No. It's just going to give the people that bought it already a little extra.
3: It's something that should have been there at yeah. launch.
1: Yeah, and listen, Apple's commendable for, there's, there's a lot of things that Apple does to add value to old hardware that they've sold already. I'm not, I'm not saying that Apple is only interested in selling new and new, more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But their their focus is on high-priced hardware, mm-hmm. and that's that's just a fact, Yes. and Google's yeah. Google's isn't. You know, I mean, yes. This this phone costs nine hundred dollars. They sell like three of them. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Apple has to sell fifty million (laughs) iPhones a quarter, or else their stock drops Mm ten percent. So, I mean, they they you know this 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 needs to be something that they continue to focus on.
0: Yeah, I I wonder if you know, not knowing anything about product design or product development or anything like that, does you know is is this an easy task. I mean, it seems to me that this Apple's good at making hardware. They're very good at creating mm-hmm. aesthetics that people that people find pleasing that are attractive that 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 have implementations that other companies can't execute on. So is is the software part that creates the new features, you know, that like Google's very good at. Is that easy to do? I I, I have no idea. I mean, it was... I don't,
1: I'm not a developer either, but I would say no. Mm-hmm. For example, right. gestures, the gestures. Yeah. They're very similar. On the iPhone 10, I picked that thing up and I knew without reading a, a how-to or without looking at an instructor, I knew what right. to do. Mm-hmm. I did, I, I installed Android P yesterday and... Like I'm fumpering around. I don't know where to find things. I'm pressing the back button when I should. Like Apple, you know, when they when they focus on something to get it right on the software level, they get it right. Right, they get it really. Yes, yes. They get. but th- all this periphery stuff, you know, it's just not in their purview.
0: Yeah. Right now, so. it's funny because uh, you know. It's it's not to say that it's all doom and gloom for Apple. I mean, no, well, Warren's lightest,
1: not, not at all. Yeah. No. Warren
0: Buffett the other day was saying that if he could invest one hundred percent in Apple, he yeah, would absolutely. So, but I mean, he he's looking at a different point of view. He's not a technologist, yeah, right? He's an investor. He's looking at returns and stuff. He probably doesn't even know. You know, I I, I doubt he even uses he uses a smartphone.
1: Well, I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he does, but I <laughs> his mean, his assistant
0: this, does. You yeah. know, this
1: this type of stuff, this AR, this AI stuff. I mean, how many people use it on a regular basis? Right. It's still, it's still a small percentage of the population. Mm-hmm. Right. But when we watch what Google is doing and wh- how they're thinking, when I sat there and I saw you know Sundar Pichai talk about how you know the direction and, and the and how far ahead they are with their thinking and how this can affect the mm-hmm. world, you know, you just think to yourself like, well, you know, I use an iPhone, and why is an Apple? On this too, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It, well, it, to me, it's a generational thing. Also, you know, maybe our generation, and maybe the generation before us and after us, immediately before and after us, maybe we won't make full implementation of this kind of stuff. Yeah. But my kids will. Sure, my kids will. And yep. if that's a customer that Google can, yeah. My reel my son is six, now. and he
1: has a he has an Echo in his room to turn the lights right.
0: On. And you know that's a sixty-year, seventy-year, eighty-year customer that you're going to get. You know, so yeah, it's you know, I I guess what I'm saying is for the short short term, Apple's going to be fine. Oh yeah,
1: for the medium term, right? I mean, this isn't going to affect them, you know, in any real way for yeah, as you say, for a long time. But and I think by then they will figure it it all out. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, but yeah, but you know.
0: As I said, there's a there's a generational thing. You need to keep people coming to your products and you have to do it more than just creating well designed hardware. Right. And I mean yeah. maybe
1: it reaches a point where Apple just partners with Google. I mean they did it when the iPhone launched. Mm-hmm. Maps, YouTube. Yeah. That was that, that was the you know, the value of that product. Twenty mm-hmm. percent of it was because it had Google stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they reach a point where they're like, you know what? We can invest $20 billion in this, and we're still not going to be where Assistant is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's just shake hands. I mean, not that they're really enemies. Mm-hmm. They're just both big giant tech companies. Right. I mean, they, they, they do play nicely with each other. Maybe they just work it in. Maybe Google has, um, you know, uh, uh, the Apple iPhone powered the cameras powered by Assistant or Google Lens. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, why do we need to develop competing systems for everything? Right. So, well, because the government wouldn't let
0: us do, do that. Because <laughs> then there would be one so.
1: I'll say this about Google that uh, I got stuck with a tofu salad yesterday because they were all out of it. <laughs> so. They need to have more food at I.O.
0: <laughs> well, I think that just about does it for this week's episode of the Mac World podcast.
1: I didn't even get into notifications. So, but so. We'll, 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 well, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened.
0: Uh, we'll post articles uh, in the show notes for this uh, particular show. Uh, if you want to learn more about what happened at Google I.O., get an idea of what's going on and, you know, see what, what Apple could be doing, you know, to, to compete. So
1: you can tweet me at, at Morley and call me biased if you'd like, <laughs> or, or tell me how great WebOS is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'd like to thank Mike and Leif. Thank for you, sir. Good to be here. here. So, good, to, like,
1: good to look at you guys in the flesh.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to thank Dan, our producer. Yes. Thanks, thank Dan. you. And thank you to the audience for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week, Wednesdays at ten o'clock Pacific. Uh, I made an error on the website. Uh oh. I put ten PM, PM. I saw that. Mm-hmm. and we do last night I was sure. like, oh and then like <laughs> curse words came out of my mouth and like and like it was like damn it. So but it's 10 a.m. Pacific.
1: Hey, man, I'll be here. So, I'm down to do a 10 p.m. show so, too. Uh, <laughs>
0: actually, I am too. It's 10 p.m. somewhere.
3: Back at night. So,
0: <laughs> just not Pacific. So, but yeah, tune in next week. Uh, hope you can join us next week uh, for our show, and uh, we'll see you, see you then. Thank you very much.